Welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wagner. I am so excited to have this conversation. This conversation is for actors, writers, creatives, everyone above. Emily Grace created the Pickford West Society to help actors and creators write their own story and to know what to do with it. Please welcome Ms. Emily Grace. How are you? Hello, Amber. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you have such a wonderful voice. Oh, well, thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) So please tell us all how this came about, uh, because I know you've got experience as an actor, and now you have, um, you know, ventured onto this amazing journey and helping other creatives write their story. How did this come to pass? Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. All right. Um, So... I do consider myself an actor, Mm -hmm. whether you're pursuing it or not in the, in the current moment, I always consider myself an actor. Um, So I do have an acting background. Um, And after college, I had some, like a great success pretty quickly. I ended up booking the leading role in a film that went on to win awards at Sundance and it won these awards at festivals all over the world. So naturally I thought, oh my God, I've made it. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. This is my big break. The industry is going to start coming to me and I am on the track to be the next it girl, which of course is not what happened at all. As many, <laughs> as many other actors have found in their own experience. Um, and so at that time, I was really ambitious. I had actually landed that film without an agent. It was all due to my own work. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't really understand how the business worked and how important relationships and follow-up and all of these things were. I just didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. And, And so after I had this great success that sort of fizzled out into not very much, I got obviously really frustrated and really uh, jaded about the industry. And I, it led me to work with a production company. So that was my day job. And during that experience, that's when what really opened my eyes to the inner workings of the business and how important it is to invest in your relationships and follow up with people and these things that I just hadn't known before and also it you know it taught me a lot about how films get made and the money piece and it it was a great education for me Mm -hmm. so so that experience really inspired me to start coaching my fellow actors I would learn something and be like hey everyone let me tell you this thing I just learned so coaching was sort of the natural extension of that habit that I already had And I started coaching actors to treat their career like a business and to really make their relationships a priority so that they can carve out success on their own terms. Mm -hmm. And after doing that in different versions for many years, I sort of got burnt out on the three conversations I would have again and again. How do I get an agent? How do I get more auditions and how do I get into these casting rooms? I just sort of felt like, okay, I've, (laughs) there are other coaches who really love talking about that stuff. I was really getting called to, to think more about how you can take your success into your own hands. And Mm -hmm. to me, that of course is about 
creating. If you can write your own content, if you know how to self-produce, if you can get something made on your own, that really puts you in the driver's seat as the actor rather than always waiting for permission and hoping you get picked. So that in the last couple of years has become the thing that really excites me. And that's what led me to uh, learn writing on my own. I found this amazing writing mentor, Olivia Cortero Briggs, who I later was able to invite to help me build this course that we have called Creator Lab, which is exactly what you said. We teach you how to write your script, finally write your script already and know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that's how we got here, Amber. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that's so great, you know, and you touched on a few things as you were just speaking, you know, one of which is the awards and the festivals, how that can be such a exciting time in an actor's life, but it's also such uh, a illusion of success. It's like just such a small piece of the success of an actor, but when you're in it, it feels like everything. And it's a wonderful time to market yourself. It's a wonderful time to, like you talked about the relationships, like to reach out to those relationships and let people know what's going on with you. But it's literally, like you said, just just a small portion (laughs) of, of that all. And you also talked about making relationships um, a priority. What does that look like for you? Like when you talk about, you know, relationships in this business and follow up and how do you, how do you maintain those relationships now? Well, I used to teach a course on it. Oh, wow. um, For that very reason. So for me, maintaining relationships looks something like there is probably a, a very small handful of people who write, produce, direct the kind of projects that any actor is really right for, right? Mm-hmm. Most actors who are successful, they have a small circle of people that they work with again and again, whether mm-hmm. it's their agent, a production company, certain writers or directors. So typically a successful career is buoyed by a a small circle of people. So the relationship building part is really starting to get clear about what kind of projects really light you up and then who are the people who make that and seeking those people out to then find, uh, you know, befriend them, right? When I say relationship building, I think a lot of actors get like, ooh, that's icky and gross and I don't want to be needy and schmoozy and I'm going to get blacklisted and all this stuff that comes along with uh, relationship building. Mm -hmm. So I like to think of it as connecting. There's always a human being on the other side of that relationship. And even maybe just think about like, who are the friends you want to hang out with and work with, right? Think of them befriending new people that have shared creative uh, values, shared creative vision, so that it doesn't start to feel like this icky thing. But I think actors specifically, when we think of relationships, the things that we think about are agents and casting directors. Mm -hmm. And those are good relationships. But there are other relationships that that tend to be overlooked or not valued that are just as important, like those producers and production companies and filmmakers. Those are great relationships to invest in, in addition to having a good team and and knowing good casting directors. 
Yeah, no, I love that. And that's, you know, a little digression on, on what I, you know, we were going to, but I just thought that was such an important point to make because so many people I think get lost in what, you know, building a relationship in this industry can look like. So thank you for, you know, sharing that. And so, you know, in the writing, now that you've got, you know, these workshops and if anybody goes onto the website, which I will put on, um, on the show notes, but you've got a, you know, plethora of actresses that have, um, have actually, taking your course and been able to produce their own content, write their own content. It's really wonderful. What would you say is the common obstacle that people have when they come to you going, I have this idea, I don't know what to do. Like, what's the obstacle? <laughs> well, I think that is it, right? I yeah. have this idea, I don't know what to do. It's the not knowing what steps to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people come wondering, is my idea good enough or Mm -hmm. is my idea enough for an entire project? And then writing starts to feel like this very overwhelming, daunting thing that maybe I'll do that one day, but it never feels like the right day because it feels just too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's what I tend to hear. And that's what I've experienced myself. In fact, last night, I don't know if you noticed, but I went on and I signed up for your course. (laughs) Yeah. Because um, you have a course coming up uh, April 28th uh, from one to three and it's write your dream role workshop. And I love that idea. And I, you know, I think that's um, a wonderful opportunity for people to get a little um, teaser as far as what it is that you have going on. So what can people expect that are uh, curious and want you to sign up for um, the workshop? Well, I'm so excited that you signed up. Uh, I love teaching this workshop. Um, So the idea behind it is if you're wondering, is my idea good enough? Do I even know how to write? I think that's actually the wrong question to focus on. What I encourage actors to focus on is, are my characters compelling enough? Mm -hmm. If you really invest in creating compelling characters that drive the story forward, that is what makes your idea quote unquote good enough, right? Or makes your idea enough for a full project is really starting with those characters. Mm -hmm. So in the workshop, um, I will share you one of my favorite tools that I learned from my writing mentor, Olivia, Mm -hmm. um, which is called the character square. And it's a really simple, but extremely important and powerful tool to help you create those characters that are flawed, that have nuance and that are set up to uh, have conflict with one another so Mm -hmm. that you are laying a foundation for a screenplay that is compelling that, you know, these characters invite your audience to go on this journey with you. And that is exactly what we'll do in that workshop. I love that. And, you know, in your, um, uh, on your uh, website, you give these wonderful examples of the fact that Fleabag started out as a 10 minute piece and Insecure started out as a web series that were like a couple you know, uh, minutes each. And that's where they started. Do you think that sometimes people aim so big first time out of the gate that it's overwhelming? And would you recommend going smaller for first time writers? 
100%. I think there, you know, there is a rare person who starts out writing a TV series as their thing, um, who's super disciplined and can learn all these things on their own. But I think that is a very rare, unusual situation. That is the exception. Anyone who has a desire to write, I definitely recommend that you start out small because Mm -hmm. You're starting to master the the foundational tools. As I was saying, character is a, a foundational tool. If you really start to understand how to craft characters and how to design characters to clash with one another, mm-hmm. that is going to help you so much in terms of your uh, story structure and in terms of your screenplay. And I think one of the things with actors especially, it's tricky, right? Because we have training we know how to tell story we know how to craft character but one of the struggles that I see actors specifically is they can write engaging fun funny scenes um, that are enjoyable but they often miss the the ability to tell a story right Mm -hmm. a story that has a point and a through line and a third act climax that has a resolution at the end. I think a lot of actors are really good with writing a scene or two, but when it comes to actually crafting the story, that's where they sort of go off the rails. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, I definitely recommend starting small because doesn't that feel, uh, don't you feel better of like accomplishing one small step than setting an impossible task and then feeling like you failed because you didn't achieve it? Yeah, totally. It's it taking it into pieces, you know, and um, being able to like, I'm a huge checklist person. So if yes. I can check, you know, <laughs> this off of a list and go, okay, I've done that. Okay, now I can bite off a little bit more. Yes. And, you know, the more you write, the better you become. Yeah. So expecting yourself to be at a level of you know, like a Breaking Bad or a Fleabag pilot, like expecting yourself to be at that level on the first try is just setting yourself up to feel frustrated and disappointed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can totally relate. I can, I can 100% relate to that. So I like, you know, breaking it down into smaller bites, you know, because that just seems more attainable. And um, you also have a uh, side note of Facebook group for actors and creators. How did that all come to pass? And what is that community about? Um, so that is a community, the name I've probably changed a million times. So I can't remember if it's actors. I think it's creators. actors that get shit done. Or yes, something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like actor creators who make shit happen. Yes. That's um, the one. Yes. Yeah, so that is exactly what it sounds like. You know, it is a group for for ambitious actors who want to take their success into their own hands. And it's, you know, it's weekly tools and tips. And once in a while, I do a Facebook Live in there and it's inspiration. It's just a community for people who vibrate at that frequency, yeah. um, who want a community where they feel like they're surrounded by other like-minded people. I love that. I love that. That's fantastic. And so, you know, getting back to the creator lab and all of, all of the, you know, interesting techniques that you share, um, tell me a little bit about the creator lab. And also uh, you mentioned Olivia, your partner and somebody who, you know, came in as a mentor and, and to help with these things. How did you two 
come together? Um, how did you first meet? So I met Olivia as her student. I took her class. Her, it was a writing class. And um, I had had this idea for a project forever. And I had tried to write it on my own. First, it was a short. Then it was going to be a feature. Then it was a web. So, you know, it was sort of in that, like, indecisive place of trying to figure this out by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had actually written, produced, directed, starred in a short film based on this project, but ultimately it was like through a program and it just didn't feel like ultimately my project or Mm -hmm. my voice. Um, so I was still with this idea. It was just living with it and I didn't know what to do. Um, so I ended up randomly finding this class taught by Olivia And was like, oh, that sounds great. And then she's just amazing. She's an amazing, she's a working TV writer. You know, she makes a living as a writer. But she's also happens to be a really incredible teacher who can break down the steps of writing in a way that actually clicks in my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, So by the end of that class, I had a first draft of my pilot, um, which was uh, more progress than I had made ever before in like the decade before just sure. about it. Um, and I just thought this is amazing. And I had long wanted to shift my business to creators and actors who wanted to create, but I also felt like I know some, I know about writing. I have some experience, but I don't have as much experience as someone like Olivia. So mm-hmm. I sort of felt that fraud syndrome of like, am I really qualified to be the writing teacher? Sure. Um, And so when uh, that class ended, I just said offhandedly, like, hey, if you ever want to teach a class through my company, I'd love to have you. And months later, she was like, hey, remember when you said that? I looked at your website finally, and I want to help actors make shit happen. And so that was sort of the beginning of bringing her in to help with the curriculum inside of Creator Lab. I Um, love that. I know. Like, how lucky are we to have this amazing, successful TV writer, like, contributing content to this course? It's it's amazing. Um, So the class is, the idea behind it is finally write your damn script already and know what to do with it. So it starts with uh, how to write a short film, right? We start with that small step of writing Mm -hmm. a short film. Once that is complete, you can move on to self-production. If this is something that you want to make and star in as yourself, as an actor, there are all of the steps and all of the moving parts to uh, self-production. Then you can move on to a feature-length piece if you want to write a film or a TV pilot. Um, Olivia takes you through all of the steps that come along with that. Mm -hmm. And then we have you know, guests come in sometimes, industry guests, to talk about more of the advanced steps of, like, uh, how to pitch your project and how to handle meetings and things like that if you want to take what you've created and try to sell it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that is, uh, you know, a wonderful way that writers, you know, continue to 
keep income going. There's so many projects that unfortunately don't get made, but they get yes, purchased. That's right. You know, and <laughs> they can be shelved and be brought back down from the shelf. You just never know. Just like an audition, you can audition for something and not hear for six months down the road that all of a sudden the project's happening. So that's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that, um, you know, ability and, you know, and then there's, you know, the, what is it called when, um, my, my words are escaping me when somebody is hired, um, to write a pro like write a certain amount of projects for a company. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like they get like um, the first look deal or yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, like when you get, you know, deals to all of a sudden they go, okay, we like, we like where you're going. We think you're creative, you know, let's see what else you can do. And then you, all of a sudden you get paid to write several things. Like that's fascinating to me. And I, I agree. And one of the things that Olivia says is like, writing is one of the only aspects of the entertainment industry that who can actually help each other get jobs yes right like yeah actor to actor it's really hard for one actor to help another actor get a job um, but as writers start to move up the ranks they can hire their other writer friends on their tv shows so it is an unusual circumstance where writers can actually help each other get hired yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, I, I just, I love that so much. And what are some of your favorite um, success stories as far as some of the people that you've been able to help um, along their writing journey? Ooh, I'm so excited to talk about this. Okay. So <laughs> Creator Lab launched last April. So we're, it's like our one year anniversary. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know the exact number, but I know we've had at least 30 short films written, which is mm -hmm. incredibly exciting. Like projects that would not have existed suddenly are, are real with real characters. And that to me is incredibly exciting. Um, one of my favorite stories is uh, one of my students, Autumn, is an indigenous actress who, you know, is frustrated by the kind of roles that tend to be available to indigenous actors, mm -hmm. it's like the warrior princess or the, you know, the alcoholic on the reservation. Mm -hmm. She's very frustrated by that um, and wanted to do something about it. And she also had a very deep personal story that she felt, you know, she wanted to get down on the page. So she has been working for months to finally write this, what she's incredibly happy with is this beautiful short film for indigenous actors about indigenous culture that's deeply personal to her. Um, and it's a really, really beautifully written short film that she is about to move into pre-production on. So, you know, she's one of those people who felt frustrated by the industry. And instead of just staying stuck in the frustration, she's doing something about it to create the kind of representation she wants to see on screen, as well as creating something for herself to act in that is deeply personal and she's super passionate about. Mm, I love that so much. And then in your experience, as far as the the short films, we'll just talk about those to start um, that are, you know, getting produced and, and, you know, once they're made, do you, are you an advocate of the um, fe film festival circuit or do, are you more an advocate of trying to pitch and sell or are you not here nor there? 
I, I mean, it depends on the person and their goals. It depends mm-hmm. on their network, of course. Um, but I'm a huge advocate of the festival circuit because it's such an amazing place to put yourself on the radar. Um, it gives you press and interviews that you can then use to snowball visibility. And it's also just like everyone picks up the phone at a film festival. Like mm-hmm. you know, people are there to make connections, to meet new people. Like you're in an environment where that is welcome and encouraged, which I think a lot of times in the industry that feels like the hardest thing is to approach people, to build a relationship. Um, but a festival, like everyone open, uh, answers the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's very true. And so when you do go into the place of, um, you know, you've done some festivals, you've got a few accolades or you do or you don't, whatever. And then you decide, okay, let's see if we can sell this to a, you know, a distribution company is the, is the way things are going now, are they huge pitch decks? Is it like one pagers? What's like the industry kind of looking like these days? I think it, it depends. It really depends. Yeah. I think all of those things that you mentioned are standard. It just depends on the situation. Um, selling a short is definitely a harder sell. Uh, I think there are some people in the industry that have unlocked how to, to make shorts profitable, mm-hmm. but that is less uh, widely accepted. So selling a short film is, is probably the least likely outcome. Sure. Uh, but it is a great calling card for you to show what you're capable of and use that to get meetings to, for example, pitch the feature that you've written behind the scenes and are waiting for, to get some visibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, pitches, standard pitches generally using a pitch deck or you don't use a pitch deck again that's I think it's I don't think there is a standard of how to pitch some people do some people don't some people can pitch into five minutes some people take the half an hour like it really depends on the situation yeah Um, but Pitching is its own standalone skill on top of the writing, on mm-hmm. top of raising the money. And that is another thing that I'm really excited. Uh, we have Olivia's guidance for Inside of Creator Lab. She really walks you through how to craft a pitch mm-hmm. to, you know, give yourself the best chance of success when you do get into those meetings. Yeah. And, you know, all of the budget creation and, you know, all of that stuff goes in, you know, it's, it's all, it's, it's an amazing puzzle. Yes. <laughs> this is how I look at it. You know, yes. <laughs> project is a different puzzle, you know, based on, cause some projects are shot all in one location. Obviously that's the least expensive way to do it, but then others require you to be in period piece and like all over town. You that's know? right. So all those little things to keep in mind to help you know, keep your budget. So as we are approaching the 30 minute mark, what are some things that you wanted to touch on that I have not asked you about? Um, because I want to make sure that we get the most of, uh, Miss Emily Grace. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. I mean, I would, you know, we've talked about a lot, 
um, and our scope has gotten really wide. So I would just remind anyone who's listening, if you have a burning desire to write a project, whether you want to act in it or not, um, the first step is to really focus on those compelling characters. That is the first step. Like, yes, there are many more steps to come, but if we come back to just what is the next step, it's really uh, rather than say, is my idea good enough? Wonder, are my characters compelling enough? Mm -hmm. We start small and, you know, back to the flea bag of it all or the insecure of it all. Those women didn't set out to write multiple season TV shows, right? Mm -hmm. They set out to create some work for themselves as an actor based on a compelling character. That is where they started. Anything that comes after that, uh, you know, will reveal itself in the doing of it. But, uh, you know, if you're wondering, can I learn to write? Is my idea good enough? Is anyone going to care? Yes. The answer is always yes. There is always someone in the audience who needs to experience your vision that's mm -hmm. going to make an impact on them it's going to help them grow or have a new perspective or change their mind about something that's really important that's why we story tell in the first place right it is such a powerful tool to impact the audience so when you do I think what I'll say is when you do hit the wall and you have that doubt or that fraud syndrome or you feel stuck Think about that person in the audience who needs this message and let that person be your guide. Mm, that's great. Great advice. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. Um, and as you were speaking, the something, another question came up in my mind is rewrites. Yes. How many rewrites is too many rewrites? Like how many times, like at what point do you stop and go, this is good enough? Or do you just keep hitting it until you're like, it has to be perfect. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's. <laughs> My first, the first thing that I'll say is don't create in a vacuum. I don't recommend anyone just sit at home and write a screenplay all by yourself. Uh -huh. um, that's one of the reasons inside of Creator Lab, we have feedback sessions because that is going to make your life easier. It's going to make your idea better when you have feedback from peers who have a similar writing language, mm -hmm. they can always help your idea be stronger. So if you've written in a community of feedback, that is already going to lessen how many rebates that you're going to need. Um, I don't think there is a magic number and I don't think it's ever going to be perfect. So yeah. at some point, you know, the perfectionist in all of us <laughs> needs to accept, like, this is what it is and we're moving forward. Um, I think even, you know, people that we would consider, like, the height of amazing filmmakers probably feel like things that they shot, maybe even won Oscars, they're like, oh, I would have gone back and changed this or I wish sure. I could fix that, right? <laughs> But completed is better than perfect, right? Yes. Yes. Done is definitely better than perfect. And at some point, you know, if you are, let's say, self-producing, there's a deadline, right? You've got the money, your locations are booked, you have your actors for these dates. Like at some point you've got to stop and mm -hmm. you've just got to go with what you have. That is just the nature of filmmaking. 
Um, but I think, you know, in terms of knowing when to stop, honestly, this might not be the best advice, but like, if it feels good enough, it's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause like you said, more will be revealed, right? It's like, it will evolve naturally as you go. But if you continue to just sit and like, it feels to me like it's almost a safe space to just like keeping busy as opposed to like moving forward. Yes. And it's like, what is the, what is underneath that perfectionism? Is it like fear of getting judged? If I move this project forward, am I going to be judged? Are people going to think differently about me? especially if it's something really deeply personal, like perfectionism is usually fueled by something underneath it that is unacknowledged. That's probably related to fear. Yep. Yeah. I I would definitely agree with you. So where can people find you on social media? Where can they follow along? How can they learn more about your workshops that I will be in on April 28th? Feel free to jump in. So please share all the places you can be found. Um, great. So you can find me on Instagram at the the only Emily Grace. <laughs> Love it. There are apparently a lot of Emily Graces. But you're the only. <laughs> I'm the only Emily Grace. Um, and then the best place to find out more about how to create compelling characters is writeyourdreamroll.com. Um, there is a free uh, class that you can download. It's a video that will really immerse you in the character square and show you how to create these, uh, compelling characters. Um, you know, we do the workshop often, but if we're in a space where there is no workshop, you can always go to writeyourdreamworld.com and get your hands on that awesome class and learn how to use the character square tool. Love it. That is fantastic. Okay. Well, as we call this uh, podcast actors inspiration, do you have any closing words of inspiration for our listeners before we say goodbye? Yes. I think it's just, I love to remind actors that your voice matters. Your story is important and it will make an impact on the people it should or needs to if you are willing to step up and do the work. Mm, I love that so, so very much. Uh, We all have a story inside of us, right? And we were all here for a reason. And I think sharing our uniqueness is what brings the world together. So thank you for uh, creating a space for people to um, cultivate and, and, and massage and create their stories to be told because it can be a very scary, lonely process. Yeah. So thank you for creating a community. That's really fantastic. Well, thank you so much for having me here today, Amber. Absolutely. And I close every episode by saying, if nobody else tells you today, I believe in you go create some miracles and always believe that you can. Emily, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.